What's up, Vikings fans? Welcome to the Vikings postgame report. The first Vikings postgame report from U.S. Bank Stadium with a full crowd for the first regular season home game of the season. And the Vikings take this one 30-17. to I'm here sitting on the Vikings sideline bench with Vikings.com's Gabe Henderson and Ben Lieber of the Vikings Entertainment Network. Guys, I think everyone in this crew called the win today. Gabe, I'll start out with you. What are, you, what are your initial thoughts? 30-17, big-time game for the Vikings offense. Well, I think we're sitting on the defensive side of the bench here, and uh, where I'm sitting is pretty warm because Daniil Hunter was sitting here for about uh, 20, 22 minutes in the second half. Just an amazing game call, game, just overall, just game planning by this entire Vikings offense. Clint Kubiak called an amazing game. We were very well, did very well on first and second down, not getting behind the chains. Uh, Nine of 14 on third down today. I mean, 67%, pretty much everything went right our way. Um, after watching film leading up to this game, I, I knew there were going to be opportunities for us to run the ball downhill or for us to, even for us to take some shots down the field. And coming into the game, I was like, okay, well, Dalvin's going to have a great day. Dalvin didn't play. Kirk Cousins took over today. And then Alexander Madison had 112 yards against the Seattle Seahawks defense, the same exact number that he had last year against the Seattle Seahawks team. And we just executed. We played smart, not many mental errors. And pretty much it was, it was just an impressive win. I told Ben that on between the lines. Like, like I, was in, I was very impressed by the Vikings offense today and the defense. Yeah, I, it was interesting because – I think the reason why the Vikings-Seattle games are always so compelling is because there's a lot of similarities in how the teams are built. Yeah. You know, the the GM is is a Minnesota guy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we have a lot of free agents that kind of float between each, each team, and the philosophies really are the same. Mm-hmm. We knew coming in that their offense was going to be downhill run game, play action pass. That's – whether we have Dalvin or not, that was our game plan as well. Yeah. Downhill run game, yep. use a big physical back, wear them down, play action yep. pass. So it was just a matter of like, it was this game of attrition of like, who's going to come out on top and who's going to outlast each other. And thankfully, because our offense came out in the second half and just put together long drive after long drive and putting points on the board, it made them one-dimensional, and that's when our defense could feast a little bit. Let's start with the Vikings' offense. I feel like the second quarter was the turning point. I mean, the offense started out strong right from the jump, but the second quarter, two touchdowns for Kirk Cousins, one to Adam Thielen, one to Justin Jefferson. What happened in that second quarter, Ben, where Kirk was just moving? I mean, three touchdowns in the first half, no interceptions still on the season. You know, I think it was more than just that second quarter. It was like, I mean, the last. From the very beginning, I the, guess. I mean, really, from the yeah. very beginning of the season. You know, the, the first game of the season, it was a little rough because he was facing, facing so much pressure and so many second and third longs. But he, he's been playing so smart, and he's been playing so proactively. Yeah. You know, he's, he's already a step or two ahead of the defense and what they're going to do. He's got an answer for everything right now. Yeah. and. And we're, we're watching him use his legs a little bit more, even if it's floating backwards to buy some time floating the ball over on a, on a screen pass or facing an all-out blitz, a zero blitz, mm-hmm. and just, just floating backwards and just and hitting um, – uh, who do we have coming over the middle? Um, K.J. Osborne. K.J. Osborne. Oh, K.J. Osborne. Yes. Yeah, again, K.J. Osborne with another you know, huge game and some clutch moments. Yeah. So it, it's just the way that he's playing, and uh, it's like he's in the matrix right now. Uh, ben, to your point of Kirk Cousins just being comfortable, 
One thing that I noticed early is that they wanted to get Kirk comfortable and get Kirk comfortable with Alexander Madison early. First play of the game, seven-yard sweep. Second play of the game, screen pass. Goes for 20 yards. Now you're in a rhythm. Now both of these guys trust each other on the same page, and now you can run your offense. Now you can get start getting your tight end involved. Everything just started working like a well-oiled machine. I, 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 I was really impressed with Clint Kubiak not trying to, you know, run away from the fact that Dalvin was not here. Hey, we got Alexander Madison. He can play. We're going to get him the ball early. Ben, you remember last year when every game it was a Justin Jefferson record? Yeah, yeah. I have another one for you. What's that? The fastest Viking to 100 career receptions wow. beat Randy Moss in this game. What did you see from Justin Jefferson this just this week? It, it seemed like we were waiting for that touchdown. We didn't get it the first week against the Bengals. We got it today, and he was all over the field, over 100 yards receiving. Well, you watch some of those plays, and it's again, we, we can talk about the route running all we want, but I just think there's the timing and the connection that he has with Kirk. On the touchdown. Yeah. Uh, on the, on oh, the touchdown, you know, there was, another, there was another big chain mover where he, he was feeling man-to-man coverage on this blitz. Um, it, was a, it was a stop. It was like one of those little stop routes where he just let the receiver or the defender just keep running, and when he caught the ball, there was six yards of separation because the defender thought, all right, He's, he's running a go route, yeah. and, and it was body mechanics, body language, 100% he was going vertical, and his ability to put his foot in the ground and come back, and the fact that Kirk knew that that was going to take place, yep. that ball was out of his hands before he even turned around. He catches the ball. They move the chains. I just think that you know he's playing within the offense. He's using his skill set, which we all know is impeccable as far as like his route running and his and it, the the way he's so polished. You add all those things up, you marry those things up with the fact that he's playing so smart and understanding situational awareness. He's almost unstoppable. Wrapping up with the offense, we talked a little bit about Alexander Madison, but what is it about these games against the Seahawks, Gabe, that he just happens to uh, he rises to the occasion? Last year, it was just one yard short uh, of winning that game in Seattle. I don't want to bring that up. One left. Today, he was the aggressor all game. And it's because they got the ball to him early. He was able to get comfortable. And we knew this Seattle Seahawks defense, they're not really good with downhill runners. You saw a downhill runner last week in Derrick Henry. Um, it forces a lot of pressure on your defense. Yep. So when you, when you have to play the play-action pass, when we, which we know we're going to do, now that opens up lanes for Alexander Madison. One thing I was really impressed by Alexander Madison today was cutbacks. We know Alexander Madison, he's like downhill. But at the same time today, he was able to be a little bit more patient, cut the ball back. A lot of plays last week on film, Derrick Henry was able to cut the ball back and get big yardage. Today, Alexander Madison did that. And I, was, I think he took another step in his career as far as vision. Yep. And coming from that fourth and one last year, if he had the vision he had today, he would have been able to see that hole. And I, I was thoroughly taken, aback, taken back by how well he played today. One thing about this Mike Zimmer defense over the years, it seems like a lot of these games they let up a touchdown on the first drive. And in this game, it was, you know, very early on, the Seahawks were able to put up a ton of points on the board. What happened that at, at the end of the game, Ben, it's only 17 points. I mean, it seemed like they really came together as the game kind of went on. Did you see that from the defensive side? Well, I, again, I really, you know, I, I didn't see any major adjustments by the defense. I really just think it's the fact that our offense stayed on the field for so long, it got their, their yeah. offense out of rhythm. And the fact that we finished every drive with points in the second half offensively, yeah. it, it really forced them into more of a one-dimensional game plan. And, and so that's why it is a team game. 
uh, the defense needed to be bailed out today, and and that's what our offense did. They came in and kind of bailed out the defense. Um, you know, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to at some point in the, in the time this season, maybe multiple times, bail out the offense and. Okay. And that is the one thing that I'm a little worried about right now because I, I just don't see it from a defensive standpoint that, that we have the ability to get you know, crucial key stops to turn it around and flip the field. Um, so, you know, you got a game, a game next week in which you're going to know the opponent very, very well. You know Stefanski's personality. Um, unfortunately, you know, they run a lot of play-action pass and boot game two. We didn't do that very well today, but hopefully today was a learning lesson and they can uh, fix all those issues and fix it next week. Another mobile quarterback this week, Gabe. We talked about it before the game all week, how the Vikings were going to stop Russell Wilson. It seemed like he was able to get outside the pocket and make some plays, especially early on in this game. What did you see from the Vikings secondary and linebackers in this game and how they were able to attack Russell Wilson? I think they did a really good job in the back, on the back end as far as staying disciplined with their receivers. Uh, last week we saw a receiver leak out here and there. Uh, Rondell Moore, 77-yard touchdown. Every single yard, every single scramble drill today that Russell Wilson had when he was looking downfield, you saw a purple jersey on the opposing team's wide receiver. And that was really crucial today. You can tell they went back and watched film. And I feel like last week it gave us a recipe for success for this week. Hey, if we just stay disciplined, let Russell Wilson do what he has to do, eventually he'll throw the ball away. And then we saw that happen today because they were staying disciplined. And that's all you can pretty much ask for. First, I mean, Lieber made a great comment on air earlier. Like, why, why are our linebackers playing so close to the line of scrimmage? They made that adjustment in the second half. We were able to make some key stops, play some really good defense, and go from there. And I feel like with us having the time of possession so long, it forced the Seattle Seahawks offense uh, to, to, to rush a little bit more. So that played into our defense hands also. Last thing for me, Greg Joseph drilled all his kicks today. Yeah. That, yeah, that yeah. was awesome. Yeah. And and I don't and I don't think that there was like watching his body language on the sidelines and stuff like it's not like he needed that. Like I don't yeah. I don't think that he really needed that those kicks to to build the confidence. It's like he was the same guy that he's been, you know, at the start of the season, even before the missed kick last week. So um, you know, props to him for being, you know, mentally strong and you know, I really do think it helps to have your head coach come out the following day after the after last week's game and say like no we don't have a problem here yeah. like I, i've got confidence in him and i think you know that helped him come out here in front of a crowd that you know was waiting to kind of jump on the kicker if he oh, missed. oh they were waiting they for were it. waiting for it yeah. and, and he he knew that he he felt that and he drilled every one of those kicks right down the middle uh speaking of special teams i know you didn't ask me this question chris but you know huh. what the nail in the coffin was for me like i was already happy about today but like what was the icing on the cake was the last offensive possession the punts, the Seattle Seahawks rushed 11, Jordan Berry punts, and it goes out at the one-yard line. And yeah. I'm like, this is this is a great – this is perfect. Yeah. Like, you can't ask for anything better than that. So You should have seen Greg Coleman on the sideline. <laughs> I mean, it's like he Did won he the Super Did he someone on the yeah. bus? Did he, did he find <laughs> yeah, just overall a great game by our special teams, special teams unit, yeah. uh, kick coverage, kick return. I mean, we didn't really get in many bad situations on punt return. There was one that we got a holding. Uh, I think what was it a block in the back on Josh Mantellis? It might have been a holding, but other than that, oh, it was a holding. Yeah, he was he was a gunner, and and um, yeah, I mean, they, it had, like, the thing is like, I, I don't know what you really can say in that situation. He had his hands inside. He had great technique. Yeah. It's just he was he was grabbing the jersey as the guy was trying to get away from. That right. was the only thing. If he just would have let go, it would have been a perfect block. Well, the Vikings also had two sacks on the day. We yeah. saw Everson Griffin get back involved, yeah. and then Eric Kendricks with a big linebacker sack later on in the game. So a lot of positives 
for this Vikings team. And Ben, I was setting up for this show, and I saw you get attacked by Adam Thielen as nah. you were doing your post-game interview. What was that interaction like? It seemed like he's excited to be back at U.S. Bank Stadium, score a touchdown, and uh, get ready for this next game against the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, you know he's did he, he's did, a ball he's a ball he of energy he man. He well, I'm I'm doing my interview with Madison for KFAN, and I'm just kind of minding my own business and paint. You know, I'm I'm being professional, yeah. and I'm like trying to pay attention to what Alex is saying. And out of, out of the corner of my eye, I just see his flash of purple. And Thielen grabs me and kind of spins me around, you know, almost knocks me down. Uh, he twirled you. He twirled me around. He twirled me around. Um, but I stayed on my feet, you know. <laughs> stayed professional. I stayed Agility. professional. Balance Showed off my athleticism. <laughs> that was, that was amazing. Fun. Well, we do have the Cleveland Browns here next week, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of hugs like that with Kevin Stefanski and some of those guys coming back. But it's a big-time ball game. They played a uh, – Chicago Bears team today where Justin Fields got his first start. He was 6 of 20. But the thing that stands out to me right now is what they did with their defensive line. Uh, Jadavion Clowney, two sacks. Miles Garrett, four sacks. So we got our work cut out for us. But we got to enjoy this win. I'm going to throw a quick to each of you guys. One key to beat the Browns next week at home. Real quick, Ben, what's the one key for the Vikings next week? Uh, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with the defense. Um, I, I think the offense, obviously, is they, they've been humming along. But defensively, Man, don't bite the cheese in the play action. That's it. I mean, I, I think that you have to have edge contain on, on Baker Mayfield. And and just I would be okay if we give up 120 yards on the ground as long as we don't give up, you know, 280, yep. 300 through the air. Yep. So um, just stay bliss, disciplined and play action pass. Don't be too antsy. Don't be too urgent to get downhill. Uh, stay in your pass lanes and uh, and make tough throws for Baker. Gabe? Yeah, I'm, I'm – on the same train as Ben, but I'll talk about our offensive side of the ball. We have to have a clean game. We have to block their two amazing defensive ends. Like I said, they had seven sacks as a team. Miles Garrett, um, Jadavion Clowney had six of those seven sacks. So if we play discipline, play a clean game, protect Kirk Cousins, I think uh, Baker Mayfield will throw us one or two because he's going he's gonna to get rattled because he, that's, that's just what he does. Um, if you put the pressure on him, he'll, he'll give you one. So play a clean game, control what you can control, and control the time of possession. I think we'll get out of here next week with another win. Well, it'll be two disciples of the old Winter Park, Kevin Stefanski and Clint Kubiak, yep. really good friends calling the offenses against each other next week at U.S. Bank Stadium. For today, it's a 30-17 to victory. This is the first post-game pod we've recorded in person. In a really long time. In a really long time. I'm excited. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> just sitting down with you guys, not like over Zoom or over a phone call. Yeah, this I is like great. This. I like this, this. This is awesome. We're back to normal, and the Vikings are back at U.S. Bank Stadium, and they will be back here next week to take on the Cleveland Browns and old friend Kevin Stefanski. For Ben Lieber, Gabe Henderson, this has been Chris Corso with the Vikings.com post-game report. Let's go. Let's go, let's go. Let's go, let's go.